Welcome aboard, everybody. This is your Captain Johnny speaking. I'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It is listeners like you that make this very possible, so I can't thank you enough for all the returning listeners. Welcome, welcome. All the new listeners, welcome aboard. I really hope you enjoy this podcast. I spend a lot of time and thought into this, and there's a lot of times where I re-record multiple different times just to make sure that it is perfect for you guys because I want to make sure that I just don't release anything because there's a lot of people who will just release a lot of content just to release it. No, that's not what it is about. This is all about, like I said, increasing and helping people through their mental and physical health along with encouragement, which goes right with all of those. And we are here through this year to build each other up. There's way too much negativity going on in this world. We need to start building each other up and helping each other through all of these situations that we go through of this thing called life. All right, let's now get into the announcement segment. Just to kind of give you an idea, the, the work is continuing on with the Captain Johnny podcast.com there is an image up now that says uh, welcome and it is coming soon there is some areas of the website i gotta work on areas of the website my web designer has to work on and i'm gonna do my best to get it up very very soon like i said i i I got a lot of things going on and i want to make sure that this launches because i got a special thing going on in april that i hope i hope that i can get all these podcasts in before then so it lines up well like i said you know as a captain we always try our best to make sure you're on time if not early so i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna do everything i can to make this happen and just to kind of give you guys an idea the new kind of format's going to be going to where i'm going to be integrating in guest speakers the first two is naomi simmons and katherine cabrera the first one is a person, which is Naomi, who was told that she was not going to mount up to anything, and she just got one of the highest degrees. There's only one other higher degree, and she is actually thinking about getting that high, the highest degree as well. It's just because she wants to prove to the world that she's capable and able to do it, and that, in my eyes, deserves a lot of respect. The second one is... Uh, aviation related because Catherine Cabrera is working on becoming a pilot. She's already got her commercial and so not to give it completely away but there was a few times where she struggled and then almost gave up and that is a story that again I want to highlight because of the simple fact that it's happened to me a lot as well and there's going to be a lot of references that I'm going to do in my journey of becoming a captain that I'm going to relate it to that podcast so that is the announcements for now and as I said, we're going to continue on in this journey of becoming a captain part four, but we can't not go on without talking about where was or where is Captain Johnny. One of my favorite segments, honestly, of the podcast. I enjoy them all, but I always love telling you guys where I have been, what has been going on, where am I going to go, you know, all the, all the fun stuff as they call it. Now, since the last one on the, let's see here, I recorded it on the 4th of February, and so 
I ended up uh, going to Carlsbad and then I ended up we ended up staying overnight in Carlsbad they tried to do what they call a sell back because a lot of these the charters that go to Carlsbad they tend to go back empty because not a lot of people want to go to Nebraska and the person who rents less charters aircraft has to pay that so what our company tries to do a lot of the times is we try to sell that empty leg so that that client doesn't have to pay for it and then it helps everybody out unfortunately we were unable to do that and so then we ended up going back empty the next day to nebraska and then the fun thing after that is uh, the this was part of the reason why I ended up going out. It just happened to work out to where they needed me for a charter as well. But there was a trip on that Friday that was a special trip for the owner that they knew the people personally. And in Nebraska, in the town that they live in, it's, it, it's about 30,000 people. And they've been there all their life. And so a lot of people know everybody, you know, being in a small town like that, which is not a bad thing. And so... We ended up taking four people to Boise, Idaho. And for people who don't know, I've had this goal of completing all 50 states. I originally started as all 50 by 50. Then I was doing so well, I moved to 50 by 40 and then COVID hit. So now it's back 50 to 50. And I will tell you that Boise was one of the cities also idaho was one of the states obviously because i haven't been you know in boise to complete my 48 state uh, so i've now completed the lower 48 i just need alaska and hawaii and alaska is being planned there's been a lot of adjustment because i was supposed to go to it with my niece and then COVID happened and so then a lot of things changed and we're still planning on going it's just that life is been moving in a great way for both of us my niece is going to graduate this year she's got to find a job become an adult and i have things going on in my own life to accelerate and get my career even further going which the, there'll be some news about that later uh, by the way and so we're not exactly sure about when we're going to go but trust me, Alaska is going to happen. And then Hawaii is going to happen within the next year or two. So I may actually be able to do 50 by 45. I, I'm definitely going to complete this goal early. And that is one of the things I really, really want to do. And then I'm hoping to have some opportunity in this whole mix to get a lot of the international stuff started as well. I wanted to try to finish as much as possible the united states stuff before i started going international as you guys had known i have went through mexico a lot of the caribbean a couple of places in central america and a lot of canada with my cargo and i'll talk about that more in a later later podcast but i really want to get over the pond as they call it which that's the atlantic ocean if ever anybody any pilot ever says the pond and yes i know the atlantic ocean is huge but we call it the pond little tiny things in aviation that always make me laugh and everything but that is again one of the excitements that i had is because i was able to land in boise touch the ground i was able to you know check off idaho and then to kind of give you an idea 
uh, what happened next and then I'll give you you know some more exciting things because I'm going to be able to go into other parts of Idaho as well uh, but after that I ended up staying the weekend in Nebraska and then I went to a day trip to Wichita and then the uh, owner had a girls trip and so then I took you know took them out to thermal and it just happened to be that the lady that we dropped off in California wanted to, to come home and we were in thermal and San Diego is not far away from thermal ended up being to where I didn't fly with the owner this time she was actually in back I should say this I had my first officer flying along with me and then we flew over to Carlsbad picked up the lady went to Nebraska and then she ended up finding out that I was going to start I was going to go into some off days and realized she's like oh well I need to be in Phoenix maybe we go to Phoenix tomorrow and I'm like oh I'm still here sure sure we can we can do that and of course what do we do we went to Phoenix and then we uh, went then we flew to Thermal after we dropped the lady off in Phoenix, and then the uh, first officer stayed in Thermal and flew back with the owner on, well, what was supposed to be Sunday, but unfortunately, the airplane decided it needs some tender loving care, as I call it, TLC, and some attention from a mechanic, and that was able to get fixed Monday morning, thankfully, and they were able to fly back Monday afternoon. Now... Through this whole mix is that Monday I technically was I made a deal and I do this a lot where if I don't have a lot going on and if we have that lady coming out of Carlsbad well she, I mean she was in Phoenix this time where she needs to get back to Nebraska I understand how hard it is to get to Nebraska via the airlines because that is how I get to Nebraska from Chicago is via the airlines via Denver all the time now. Well, this was all going on because, like I said, the owners were supposed to return. The owner and the first officer were supposed to return on Sunday. Well, I was airlining out to Nebraska so that me and the first officer could fly out to Phoenix to go pick this lady up on Monday. Well, they let her know that there's going to be some delay in her trip. And she decided that she was going to cancel and find her own way back. And this happens, you know, where you have maintenance and when then they have to find other solutions and they did offer our Learjet at Chicago for her. And she said, no, she's like, I'll just find my way home, which most likely meant she went via the airlines, which is not her favorite, but she'd been traveling so much that she just wanted to be home. And so a lot of times when you get notified and it was about 11 o'clock Phoenix time that she got notified about this still had ample opportunity to fly via the airlines into nebraska you go via denver and then go out you know on the small little plane that i actually am certified for i'll talk about that later and i couldn't believe this but basically while this was all going on while i was on an air on united flying to denver and thankfully to due to t-mobile and now that a lot of things are have wi-fi texting i was able to find out all this information while i was in the air on my way to denver and my flight locating slash dispatch they 
ended up basically telling me that, hey, by the way, that your trip on Monday is canceled. We're just going to turn you right back around in Denver and head home. Because again, I was on my off days, you know, and so I made a deal for them where I would get some extra off days, you know, in March so that, you know, I, because I had more things going on in March than I did in February. So I'm like, I'll just do this, you know, for this lady. And also, again, it's good money, an opportunity for the owner to rent out the airplane when it's been sitting a decent amount yet. I have been busy over this last week, but it's been a lot slower compared to what it was near the end of the last year, which I mean, I know, I know you guys know about. And and so after that, I was like, oh, OK, I guess I'm going to Denver for lunch. <laughs> That's dinner, which I did. I got some food in Denver and then I turned right back around on the six o'clock. I landed in Chicago around nine and then I was home about 10 o'clock. And so just to kind of give you an idea, I left the house at 11 and was back about less than 12 hours later. And some people are like, oh, that was kind of a waste. But at the same time, I got miles, I got points. I continued to work up my status with United, which I'll tell you, once you have status, it's hard to not have the status. You get used to a lot of good perks. One of my favorites is the pre-boarding, where I always know that I will have overhead space for my bag. I don't have to gate check my bag. And that I really enjoy. Also, the other thing is because I've worked up to the highest tier is I get first class upgrades when they have space available, which is nice because I have enjoyed some some of the lay flat seats in first class. And then also you get a meal. And for people who know, I really, really enjoy food. And so it's nice to have free food. And a lot of people like it for the drinks, which I, I, I don't mind either. But it more is the, the food. I enjoy the food so I don't have to worry about buying food for one and it's a nice little snack a lot of times and i enjoy that so now it puts us up to date it puts us into where i am now so over that period of time like i said went to carlsbad and then went to boise you know and checked off idaho as a state and boise as a city and then I went to Wichita for a day and then went to Thermal, went to Carlsbad, went to Phoenix, which I will tell you that also checked off another thing for me is that I've never landed a jet aircraft in the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. And I've always flown over top of it when I've been training. And so I never had the opportunity to actually land at Sky Harbor. And so I have now checked that off the list as well. And I have major airports that I want to land a personal jet at and I'm working my way there on that list as well if you notice my list it's a pretty extensive list on things that I want to do and I will get it done I know that and I hope to get everything done as well and that uh, makes me excited so that's how we're up to date and I am home now I am enjoying my off days I go back on the road on Monday and I will just kind of give you an idea I will go out to Seattle and Spokane. While I'm in Spokane, I will go over to Idaho and I will check off Coeur over there by Spokane and I will continue to uh, check off cities uh, in areas that I never thought I would uh, be able to get to. And this 
opportunity has made it happen. It's one of the reasons why I love being a pilot is to travel. Also, the changes all the time. I actually enjoyed it too, where we mid-flight are basically figuring out what to do with me, what's going on. And some people don't like that, and I understand that. And and I get I get it, but it doesn't make it for a boring day, you know. And sometimes routine is good. But I enjoy the variety. I've always enjoyed variety. And again, one of the reasons why I love aviation. So that's where I am, what's going on with me, what's happening with me. And let's get into part four of my journey of becoming a captain. Now, like always, I always like to give a summary or I should say where we were in part three. And so to give you an idea, I was at the community college realized that a lot of things were not working out as well as I'd hoped to transfer in. I started, you know, I was, I was looking to transfer in and I started looking at, you know, trying to figure out what classes I needed to take. And while I was talking to an advisor at the new university, which is Lewis University that I was going to go to, he really said that a lot of the classes are not helping me. And it wasn't just because he, you know, obviously wanted me to come, but he was just saying, hey, just be honest. He's like, if we want to keep you on a track of getting done in around four years or so, give or take a semester, he's like, you need to just come here now. And so I was like, okay, that is what I'm going to do. I'm like, I will transfer over, uh, over now. And I ended up, also, in um, what I should say, one of the reasons why I chose going to Lewis University is because it also had an airport on campus. And so I could literally walk from the dorm room to the airport, and the majority of my classes were over by the airport as well. But it's about a 10 minute walk from the freshman dorms over to there. But I loved, I, I still love walking. And I actually loved the walk in it. So the weather was kind of bad, but I wasn't really flying. And typically it was only classes that day if the weather was bad. So it it worked out. Now, I obviously chose to live on campus. You, This university did not require you to actually live on campus. And a lot of people in the aviation community commuted. And there's some from the city, there's some from the burbs, and they commuted every single day. Honestly, I didn't want to waste my couple hours a day doing that. And there are some guys that would literally sit and wait until traffic got better and they'd do their homework. And then I would join them and we'd do our homework together a lot of the times. And it was nice, one, for the community aspect. And then two, just to get the homework done and over with. It made it nice. Now, there was some aspects that I really, really enjoyed about Lewis. And then there's other aspects that... And were tougher to, and harder to get through. The I, even that I I didn't mind that it was Catholic Lasallian type university, and they did make you take a couple religion classes. And I did enjoy the aviation management side of the program. The one area that unfortunately a lot of universities have to deal with is that we had this guy who taught meteorology, and one he was hard to understand. Two, he thought he was explaining everything right, but honestly, he wasn't. And we tried to explain it to him a few different times. Now, to kind of give you an idea, I had a similar thing happen to me. And I went to the uh, Christian school as well for the science teacher there, where 
in chemistry, we would tell her numerous times we didn't understand it. And she just kept moving on because she's like, well, we have all this material to cover. I can't, you know, hold up. And I was like, and she's like, how many people don't understand? And the majority of the class rose, rose her hand. And she's like, oh, she did adjust a little bit. But she's like, well, if you don't understand, you know, if you still don't understand after she tried to explain it again, which she didn't change the way she explained it or changed it a different way or anything. And she's like, well, come after class. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, how am I going to understand it again if you explained it a couple different times? Now, the ironic part is my niece teaches chemistry now, and she does a lot better job. I know that because I have seen her lessons and everything and see what she teaches and how she teaches it. And I'm like, yo, you're doing such a better job than, than my science teacher, which made me not enjoy it science as much and I and for people who don't know I actually enjoy science and math a lot English I have worked through and I've become better at it's not one of my favorite subjects but I have become better at English because I struggled in English in, in different points and it tends to be a lot of times with guys as well it's not you know girls sometimes too but it tends to be where guys don't like English as much. And it's just kind of what happens. I know some girls don't like English either and struggle. But it tends to be a guy thing where we tend to enjoy, you know, math and science more. Grand effect, I can't say that completely because my niece is amazing at all the advanced classes she teaches in math and in science related classes. And a lot of them to the AP level, which I contribute to continue on to achieve these high level areas of math and also the school district that she was in was perfect for her and I should say both of my nieces and my nephew because they catered very well to helping them achieve you know high levels of math and science which is incredible now Again, like I said, Lewis University, I enjoyed a lot of different things about it. And I went there for about a year and a half. And this is where it gets to be a little bit more difficult because I flew about once a week, mostly because of the weather. Just happened to be the days that my flight blocks were. That we had we had bad weather a lot, and so I never through that whole year and a half finished out my private pilot. And they kind of give you an idea: you typically finish your private pilot in the first year of going to school, maybe a year and a half. And I wasn't even close. I soloed, and that was an incredible feat. But I hadn't worked on my cross countries yet, and it was. A struggle basically fighting the weather availability a lot of different things and it's nothing the university had you know had with it but it did make it hard because the flight block that I was in was just difficult and trying to end up you know like I didn't want to switch my instructor so he that was the days he worked and so in the days I he had you know a few different students on there and so it was it was difficult you know, to do that, I would have had to adjust and switch instructors. And then just to kind of let you know, when you get used to a certain instructor, even that all the instructors have different, you know, 
areas where they're good in and then they can help you, it's hard like when you're first learning anything to adjust to to a new instructor. That's the biggest area. And I ended up having to swap my flight block around on the last semester that I was there at the university. And I got a new instructor and we didn't mesh well. Went and talked to the uh, chief pilot, uh, basically director of training there. And I just said, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I understand we have to learn to adjust and work with other people. I'm like, but I'm like, we're not meshing well. I'm like, he thinks I should be getting this. I shouldn't be struggling with this area. I shouldn't be struggling with this. And I wasn't before, but according to him, I, 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 I am having issues in this area, which I'm like, we can figure that out. Like, that's not an issue there. I'm like, but I'm like, is there any chances that I can swap back? to my old instructor can we figure things out and unfortunately we couldn't figure that out and so it was actually one area where I've learned through my aviation career I'm like all right I got to work through this and later on in your life you got to learn to fly with a lot of different people and and this is just the beginning that I learned that I have to learn learn how to fly with a bunch of different other people and I'm kind of glad because it helped me figure out different areas of where I could work on and grow. Now, I was majoring just to kind of give you an idea in aviation flight management. That was what I was getting my bachelor's in. And I love the management side of the classes. Like I said, I the meteorology class, unfortunately, I, the teacher was you know rough and I was able to squeak by with a C, if I remember right. I was working my way to a B, but it was tough because my the material was new and different and it was not well explained. And I'm an auditory learner, just kind of give you an idea. And when I can't understand the teacher, then I struggle in certain areas. And I have learned how to make that better now. And that's one of the areas where I, through this class, I learned how that I needed to start reading to myself, basically, to start helping me understand more. And then I ended up studying, you know, more that way. And then sometimes I even wrote it down and I broke things down and I learned how to make things a lot, I would say simpler for me. And then I would read it to myself. And as long as, and I always make sure the information was right so that I wouldn't get wrong information in my head. And so I learned to, again, work through these different areas that, I struggled in and I know a lot of people are sitting here like oh this is kind of crazy that you have a pilot working through a lot of classes that you struggle through and it was mostly mostly the academic stuff that I had to learn to adjust on like I said I had some flying stuff as well but the flying came naturally in a way as long as the I understood exactly what the instructor wanted from me and there's a lot of times where I started learning that especially with that new instructor that I got I'm like okay I have to read this on my own I have to look at it and see what's going on and now I'll tell you the pilots nowadays they have such a better opportunity because you can go on YouTube and see how maneuvers are performed now how things are done and everything is you got audio, you got video. I mean, you got so much more now that helps out a lot. And that is something that I really enjoy now because I was like, oh, this is great. And 
I know that I would excel a lot more now with all the technology that we have around because there would be so many different more platforms that could help me. And I'm glad because in these times, I mean, this was early 2000s. This was when computers were starting to become, you know, a thing more and more. And, you know, it was also one of the things where cell phones were becoming more and more advanced. And, you know, I remember actually when I go into school, I was still on the next tell the chirp chirp and walkie talkie day. But in the next few years, uh, that technology got better. Cell phones started getting better. And I'm glad. I'm glad. There is some hindrances, I think, I feel with, you know, some technology, but I do know that it did. Or I should say it does help a lot of people nowadays that for people who have different areas where they struggle in learning and everybody is capable, like I have told you, of learning anything if you're willing to do it. I was willing to do it. That wasn't the issue. I just had to work through different areas and understand that, hey, this isn't going to be easy for me and I'm going to have to work my butt off. And I have, and I, you know, to do that. And I still, still am at times working my butt off just to, you know, become the captain and, you know, continuing to advance in my career and everything, still working that area. Now, like I said, I was having issues with, you know, flying a lot. So the consistency wasn't there. So I wasn't retaining as much. So then I had to do a lot of different things to try to retain all of that information that I, I was taught to. And as everybody knows, repetition is huge. If you do things multiple times and everything, one, not only do you get faster and better at it, but you also just sticks in your permanent memory. Like you don't have to read through it all the time. You don't have to continue to memorize it. It's just there. Like if you tell me, tell me or ask me, you know, I should say, if you ask me the tire speed on my airplane, I just know it. My normal takeoff speed's based on weight. I know that. If you ask me, you know, landing weight, takeoff weight, any of those, like those are committed to memory because I deal with them every single flight because I'm always worrying about the weight and the CG of the aircraft, which we'll get into that later. But I mean, those things are always there because it's repetition. You know, every single time I go around the aircraft, I'm always looking at different areas of the aircraft. I know what I'm looking for, what I'm supposed to see, what is what is going to happen. So that that is an area where I know and can and, and excel at because, again, repetition, landing and takeoffs. You do them multiple different times. You get better and better off of it, and you learn how to adjust based on conditions because of that because, again, it's just repetition which is huge. I should say this, even that I was struggling in certain areas, I was still working my hardest to make sure that I could achieve my goal of becoming a pilot. Now, the one area where it was really hard was the fact that being a pilot, just to kind of give you an idea, is not cheap. And I literally will say this, I, 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 I've went through $50,000 already. And I came to these crossroads in my spring semester where I was like, you know what? I'm like, I am running low on money. I can borrow if I really want to. I'm like, I have these areas that I need to improve and 
continue to get better in. And I realized, I was like, you know what? I think I need to take a break to see if this is something I really, really want to do. And now, current effect, you know, you've listened to, you know, my first, you know, podcast, my part one of this. And if you haven't, I highly re- recommend you to do it. Like I knew at a young age that I wanted to be a pilot, but I didn't realize how much hard work it was. I knew there was going to be areas where, you know, I would have to work on and, and areas I I possibly could struggle with. But I was like, you know, this is pretty serious. I'm like, I, I'm going to have to work harder and harder and I, I'm going to have to improve. And I'm like, I, I don't know if this is something that I want. You know, I don't know if this is something that, you know, I want to borrow money for. And this is where I end up coming to a pivotal moment in my life. And it becomes hard for me to have to decide this. But I mean, the, the truth was, is I didn't have money. I ended up talking to my parents about it and they just recommended like, hey, why don't you take a semester off? There's nothing wrong with taking some time off to figure out if this is something you really want to do because a lot of the times you end up getting through and you complete your four-year degree, you get through all this college debt and we're dealing with this right now is the student loan crisis and they're not wrong. There is so much money out there that people borrowed and there's there's students out there and there's people who have now gotten jobs I should say as well and have borrowed two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars and they're lucky if they're making fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year and they didn't realize that it was gonna be like this they didn't realize that like oh Wow, and my major has nothing to do with what I'm with what I'm happy doing right now. And some people I know aren't happy with what they're doing, but they have to get the job to pay off their loans, which I've had that as well. And I'll explain that a little bit later. But again, I never feel like there's a bad time to ever put anything on pause because then you start thinking and you start realizing what you need to do to make that happen or if you really want that to happen and like I said this is that moment where I had I had to decide where am you know where am I going to go next what am I going to do next you know what is going to happen and so I ended up coming home and then I ended up working a job I ended up going back to a job that I actually had through a little bit of my community college days and then a little bit of college as well and it was for a finance company and I ended up working that job and then while I was working that job I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and that is where I started figuring out if I still wanted to fly or not and I realized through that job that it was that I did not want to sit behind a desk for the rest of my life. So then I had to figure out what I wanted to do next. Now, I am going to 
end this again on another note where I know a lot of people are never happy about this, but I'm going to end this here because this is the perfect time to end it. And so that you guys know that this again is that moment where I have to figure out what I want to do in my life like we always do. And there's going to be some changes that happen. There's going to be some setbacks and some other things in the next podcast that, that I hope to release in the next week or two. And I really want to highlight those. And so that's why I'm at one end this here. And then two, also just going to let you guys know that these moments that have that happened, you know, more often than you think, and we don't realize what we do sometimes or what we have to do to get through them until after. And sometimes we make the right decision, sometimes we don't make the right decision, and sometimes we learn from the decision. But the key is here: you make a decision based on the knowledge that you have and what you you think is best for you and sometimes like I said it's not always best but it doesn't matter what you really need to take out of this is that again I have learned that there's different areas in my life that I have to improve on I have to get better on I have to continue to strengthen and everything to make my goals happen and like I said, I, there's a lot of areas where I unfortunately struggled, but at the same time, it made me stronger. It made me better. And honestly, I think it has made things easier as I go through training, you know, now. And when I went through you know, training as a captain, I'll tell you this, I thought I had to do a lot more than what I did. And I overprepped, which was great, and it was one of the easiest times, honestly, because of all the other times that I've struggled, and I've learned how to work through those areas, and I've learned how to basically adjust to areas where I was not as strong, and and now I've been making them stronger, and I still continue to make them stronger to this day. And I will always make them stronger because I will never accept, as they say, a weak area. There's going to be areas that I'm not as good as other people in, and that's okay. But I will always try my hardest, as as they say. And that's what I'm going to end this note on is that when you go through anything in life, make sure that you just try your best, you try your hardest, and you don't give up. As you see, like through this whole entire journey that I continue to have different things that have set me, you know, apart or set me aside or I've had to adjust or I've struggled in, you know, and yet I'm still trying to figure out a way that one, I can excel in an area that and I can achieve, you know, greatness in and I'm not giving up. You know, I don't want to give up. Even that I tried different avenues and I, you know, and as I do the science experiments, I tried to say, hey, maybe it's best for me not to, you know, be, you know, do this. Or maybe I should go to a desk job, in which I hate it, by the way. And the only way that got me through those desk jobs is the windows and seeing the outside. But 
like I said, those moments in my life made me realize, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to change. And we all have that. We have these, you know, pivotal moments or these have these jobs or we have these events happen and we realize I don't like this. I want to change it. And this is what I've been talking about, the mental and physical health of everybody. I want to help you guys improve. I want to help you guys grow. And I want to help you guys achieve what you guys want to do and what your goal may be. And it can be as something as simple as, you know, you want to achieve going on a vacation that you've never been able to make happen. And so you need to learn how to save up the money. You need to learn what you, what requirements you need to go. Maybe it's an international trip or something. Or it can be something, you know, personally related that you want to drop 20 pounds. You know, it could be something that you hate how you treat yourself or how you think about things. You know, this is, again, like I said, one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I want to encourage you guys. I want you guys to understand that I've been there. I, I have struggled. I have learned. I have grown. I've had many things happen in my life. And I like these podcasts, I try to give as much detail as possible, but there's still even more you know, that has happened. And like I said, I'm going to have to probably do some fireside chats, you know, podcast just to give you guys more information on what happened and the details between behind every situation. And the Lewis university, I've summed up, like there was more things that happened at Lewis university and I could go into hours as you guys know about this, but not going to. And I learned so much and I'm glad I had the opportunity to go to the Lewis University and I'm glad I had had that experience. And I always highly encourage everybody to have these type of experience because I think people grow so much through college, through different events. You know, I always highly encourage that because we're always evolving and growing and and it, I, I love it. You know, as you get older, you always tend to, you know, learn from so many different situations and realize you did things wrong earlier on. And sometimes you have to apologize, which, by the way, if you realize something now that you did something wrong, still apologize. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, even if someone has still forgiven you or anything, still apologize. It means a lot when you're like, hey, sorry about this. I, I was an idiot back then. You know, it makes a huge difference. I'll tell you that. Now. Like I said, I'm going to end on this note and I'm going to just tell you, look forward to my next journey, my next pathway. And it involves, uh, you know, crossing a few different states to get to where I need to go to next. And that's going to be a little preview and some adjustments. And I'm going to tell you about everything that I do over over there. And it is something i didn't expect that happens through this period of time and there's even some setbacks in that as well and i still learn how to adjust and make things happen so like i said thank you so much for listening to my podcast and i am hope i i hope this encourages you and i hope this that you guys realize how much has went on in my life and one of the reasons why i wanted to start this podcast and so that you guys have know that the struggle can be real and that you can still work your way through it no matter what happens and to never give up is my encouraging words i'm going to leave everybody with 
and also kind of with a saying I always love to say at the end, and it is live life like you've never lived it before because you never know what tomorrow may bring.